0: This is the Vancouver Mixtape coming to you from the very top of Burnaby Mountain on the unceded ancestral territory of the Squamish, the Musqueam, the Coquitlam, and the Soleil-Waututh. We broadcast from the SFU Burnaby campus. Uh, my name is Jamie Sessford. I'll be bringing you through for the next hour or so. You can catch uh, this show as well as the other episodes of this show on SoundCloud, Apple Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, ncgsf.ca. You can also find us on all the socials at Van Mixtape. That's the Vancouver Mixtape on Facebook. Um, we got a great show. We got a bunch of brand new music that we're going to dig into shortly here. Uh, but make sure you stick around because we have an interview with Hallelujah Hailu, who just released her brand new debut EP, Greetings and Salutations. The, the interview is fantastic. Uh, so stick around for that It'll be coming up later in the show But right now Let's kick it off with Brand new Bladell. This is Hard Sell And you're listening to it On the mixtape
1: I've been on it all day
2: right? And now you're giving me The hard
1: Is it to me baby, see you. you.
2: It's falling burden to my bed you to hold me through all the nights i'm alone in my room waiting for the end to come and go i wish i was quarantined with you running out of all the things to do guess i'll just be day drinking solo so lonely i just wanna scream
0: B-B. Before that, we had the remix of Little Bears by Ghost Lord. Uh, that's by Joey Chaos and the Ghosts. And, of course, before that, we started things off with bloodell's Hard Sell, the brand new single. Uh, both those Joey Chaos remix and the bloodell songs are, are brand new. And, of course, that Bijuana single came out right in the early stages of the COVID-19 pandemic with quarantine bb one of the few quarantine focused tracks that are actually good Uh, of course yeah that track also features uh sammy morelli and inja uh so yeah go check out some of the some of the new music that those folks are putting out uh now without further ado let's dive into the interview uh that i had a really great uh chat that i had with hallelujah um, of course, uh, she's releasing her or has released her brand new record, Greetings and Salutations. So we're going to actually kick things off with uh, one of the tracks off of it. This is Float, and you're listening to it on the Vancouver Mixtape.
3: You're gonna go take care on your own That girl's in the mirror She a bad
4: pretend she don't
3: he know
0: This is the Vancouver Mixtape on CJSF 90.1 FM, uh, broadcasting from the very top of Burnaby Mountain, as as we do every single Sunday. Uh, great special guest in the quote-unquote studio today, uh, we've got Hallelujah Hailu here chatting with me about her brand new record. Hallelujah, hello.
4: Hello. Uh, having a great uh, afternoon here with you.
0: Yeah, no, I really appreciate you coming on, um, and it, it it all this this interview came together pretty quickly, uh, and I gotta say I was captivated from the the first pitch because you said your new EP is inter is uh, sounds like maybe like two '80s movies you saw and that you like past, that. and I'm like, well, we gotta gotta interview her.
4: Of course, of course.
0: Of course. So with Um, that,
4: two personality traits.
0: Yeah, they're very important personality traits. Absolutely. Um, So I got to ask before we do anything: What's your favorite pasta, and what are the two '80s movies that that you reference?
4: Oh my gosh, pasta. Um, Okay, I feel like I'm being put on the spot, but I just like bow tie pasta. I don't know what it is about bow tie pasta, but everything bow tie pasta, perfect. And the, my two favorite 80s movies. Okay, um, so I, I have to say Heather's because that's the one that the EP is like, I'm obsessed with Heather's, the movie, musical, um, just Winona Ryder, amazing. And I think, I think the classic one we're going to have to stick it to is like, I don't want to say The Breakfast Club because I feel like that's a little bit too overdone um know what i'll just say uh, a classic ferris bueller i think it i think that works right
0: A a pair of of high school classics absolutely uh which ultimately was like the best part of 80s movies is that they really hit that high school uh genre on the head um so great choices if you ask me uh, so so you said that that kind of influenced uh, influenced some of your sound um, and your sound as in terms of like being able to be consumed by the public is fairly new. Um, your your first major release coming out in August, if I'm correct for Capitol Hill um, could you can you maybe talk a little bit about uh, what you were doing musically prior to that? uh to that release or did you just like july 2020 you decided to do it august august first 2020 you put out a record or song uh
4: so before uh capitol hill if you are like in the burnaby area you might recognize me because i'm a little bit everywhere uh when i was like 14 i won burnaby's got talent which is like the the school district talent show um and that's when i started doing like little performances here and there at like little community events fun times Um, that's when I first started writing music Uh, and then I was a part of our the school district um, ASIT like industry music program which is where I really learned how to produce. Um, Capitol Hill I wrote in March early March 2020 when I thought wow things are going to be so good this year is looking so up I have so many great things happening and then it sat in my hard drive for so long uh, until at some point in the quarantine I went I, I can finish this I can finish this and there's so much music just from that era there's probably four albums worth of stuff I'm just like oh. but Capitol Hill like if it wasn't the right timing would have probably never come out but it was just like a, a lot of like good feedback I got from friends and stuff and my wonderful friend who did the the cover art for a it she was just like I really want to cover art like you have to put out something like, I also got very tired of telling people, I'm a musician. Can I listen to your music? Well, uh, about that. uh, It's kind of hard to tell people that you're a musician and not have like much to show for it. So that's how Capitol Hill kind of came together. Um, Also, Capitol Hill is like, like number two on like best sunset spots in Burnaby. So I had to give a shout out to the, the best, like second best sunset spot in Burnaby.
0: Wait, what's the best then? i burn mountain. Oh, I mean, we're a couple of homers, but I can't disagree with you.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so what's really interesting about that is uh, usually somebody's very first thing that they put out sucks. Um, yours does not. <laughs> 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 and you, you, you said you've got, you had like albums worth of material. What, what was it about Capitol Hill that made you be like, this is the first thing that I got to really release.
4: It was like so I think around the time I was putting that out in my head, I thought my first project was gonna be stuff that sounded like Capitol Hill. There's a bunch of scrap demos that I've gotten yelled at that aren't coming out that are inspired by that. But that song I just had like a specific like vibe of like um around the time COVID, I, I think I started like in the early March in the back of my head, I was like, hmm, this COVID thing, I wonder if it's gonna get really bad, like it, like, like in, in hindsight, it, it did, yeah, it really did, but um it's just, like, peak teenaginess. I love, like, like having that, like, little teenaginess and, and angstness, which I feel like a lot of people my age tend to avoid sounding like they're a teenager, um, but this song had just so much, like, uh, I'm an angsty teenager, and I, crazy approval of others, and, the entire thing, is like the entire chorus is just like, oh, your your jeans are cooler than mine. Like it's that entire vibe I don't think the other demos that got scrapped like had. They were all trying to be older, trying to sound like a person that I'm not.
0: Yeah, I I think that's really interesting because like ultimately a lot of the music that like I don't know, I'm speaking from personal experience really, but like a lot of the most formative music like was discovered for me during my my teenage years so like that music has been written and catered towards me and maybe it's the same for you too but like there's something really genuine and relatable for people of all ages when that music is is written by the youth that it's marketed towards you know what I mean
4: Yeah, I feel like a big thing for me, the reason why I've kind of gravitated towards 80s high school movies versus like current high school movies, just just my like two cents about current high school movies is that they're written by like people who are completely out of touch and have no idea what people in high school are going through. Um, And a thing, at least for me, a great lesson I've learned from my amazing music production teacher, shout out Mr. Alt authenticity is all that matters, all that matters at the end of the day. And if you're not authentic, then, like, what's the point? What's the point of, like, making music? And although I think he gave me lots of notes on Capitol Hill, um, at the end of the day, it was an authentic song. Although I don't like the mix of it, like, the production of it, like, a lot. Because I've grown. uh, It's an authentic song. And it's a very, it's a fun little personal one.
0: Well, I guess that's a that's a good segue uh, from from a year. You said that you wrote that around March of last year. So a year later, what have you learned as a songwriter since then? And how do you approach that in, in new music that you're making?
4: I think I learned how to lie a lot better. Because, um, uh, again, like with Capitol Hill, it was like it worked because it was written about a specific experience I had, specific sunset I saw on Capitol Hill with a friend of mine. It was a specific, like, I can tell you the day, the time, I'm not gonna say it on radio though. Um, and I think the difference with the stuff I'm writing now is I think I can gracefully like lie. Um, the entire EP is like a little concept, like beginning to end at the story, uh, which is partially based on my life, partially. Um, Obviously, I'm not going to a party. Um, I'm at home uh, producing in my bedroom. That's what the concept is. You're going to a party. It's fun. Um, And the difference is like being able to like create like more um, of a bigger, like fantastical, like not real version of yourself is kind of what you need as a songwriter. Because it can be draining taking like these super hyper specific personal experiences and putting it out into the world. Um, for people to consume right because um it, it's, it's a lot of yourself to put out so this ep i can promise you not every single thing is 100 percent about my life
0: <laughs> that that's also like pretty like a, a pretty wise take on on music i guess on especially lyric writing um maybe because like yeah you you a, a lot of people when they start right they start like writing those hyper specific uh like very unsubtle songs and then they turn into storytellers now uh, is is storytelling important in the the lyrics that that you consume like what kind of things are what kind of other musicians are influencing you um as a lyricist if if at all i know some people don't even think of other other vocalists as uh lyrical influences because they they want to have that separation and kind of keep to the off their authentic self um but is that is that where you find influence and if if so who
4: okay um i think you mentioned like your teens are really what makes your music taste forever my early teens i was so emo like so i was a huge i still am like i'm a huge fallout boy fan Um, early panic at the disco like all of my chemical romance like the discography still stands to this day and an issue when I first started writing songs was I tried so hard to sound like I was Pete Wentz and I realized I sounded so pretentious and annoying because I am not uh where is he from like Chicago I'm not like a, a white dude from Chicago talking about some girl that like broke my heart that's not my branding um and as soon, like and applying though like I really like these like like super poetic like story like like a little bit over the top like i kind i'm like in love obsessed with it and this that like specific era of like pop punk is just like so rich with it like early panic at the disco like i can say like top 10 albums like ever period full stop for me is pretty oz which is just, it's just such like a weird album in their discography um and especially like like ryan ross's like lyricism like the young veins like like if I ever get like a chance to co-write with anybody, Ryan Ross, like, I don't think he really does like too much music stuff anymore, but like, like I just like, it's just such like a specific thing for me. I think back and when I need inspiration, that's what I always go back to.
0: I've waited 15 years to have this conversation (laughs) with somebody. (laughs) That second panic at the disco disco album is totally underrated. I think that it's so good. It's so like weird and Beatlesy when like, the first one is essentially like musical theater. And like they're both great. I love the both both those records. But like there's yeah. yeah. I totally agree on Ryan Ross is a producer and a lyricist. I think
4: God. The- and the lore with that album just like a like a quick like I always you're going to have to like redirect me cuz I could talk about it for hours. The album like that got scrapped like Cricket and Clover. I think about that so everything so right now in my songwriting journey, I wonder what is going to be the cool scrapped album. That has to get scrapped so I can make like my pretty odd right, which is my cool underrated record. So right now, like I just gotta process what's my cricket and clover, what needs to get cut off for like that. It's so there's so much lore behind pretty odd that I'm like obsessed with. Uh, yeah, favorite record.
0: Oh, that's 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 so awesome. Now, do, do you ever do you ever foresee um a, a time where you would transition into like, making an emo album, like, a straight-up, like, classic, like... I've I've
4: been waiting to have this conversation for, like, a couple months. I've been saying this for a while. Like, right now I'm, like, making music under, like, hallelujah, highly, right? But I have this, like, I really want to start a punk band. I really want to learn how to, like, scream properly. Like, because I have, I've, like, met lots of dudes who are like, yeah, I can scream properly for my music. No, you can't. Buddy, like, I, it sounds really good, but your vocal cords, your vocal cords. Um, So I think that's something I really want to do. Like, I really just want, like, very, like, I'm going to make, like, cute pop music. And then, like, on the side, like, a very heavy, like, like, I just, I really want to do it.
0: Outstanding. This, this, uh this conversation has gone in a direction that I really appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that now, what's really interesting is that. Your current stuff. Well, lyrically, you may you may echo um, some of your influences uh, that you've mentioned. Um, it it is very synth and like it's got a it's got a contemporary vibe to it that also echoes, uh, like you mentioned, some eighties music or like it feels kind of like what eighties soundtracking would sound like. Um, can, can you maybe talk about, like, like are you making the, that production? Is, is that coming from somebody you're collaborating with? Can you talk a little bit more about, about the music side of the music that you're putting out?
4: Okay, so huge shout out to some people I worked with with the production. So, um, two of the tracks uh, uh, out of the five are produced by very close friend and collaborator, Colleen Rath. He has his own music, which is like amazing. A lot more like, like electronic y. But the funny thing is, at least with the first track, of Breakfast, I remember texting him when I first started, like, I have this idea for a project. And I was like, I want to make a disco album. I just woke up in the middle of and I was like, I want to make a disco album. I texted him and he did not send me a disco instrumental. He sent me like an instrument. He was like, I have this idea for an in- It's an 80s theme one. So I almost made a 70s record. <laughs> Went 10 years in the future. And uh, the second track uh, was produced by, uh, again, a close friend like frequent collaborator evan or Stiverk stark um it's like spelt s-t-v-r-k but it's stark um he's amazing producer a lot more edme but again forced them to like kind of like follow this thing i had in my head and i ended up producing two out of the five tracks uh which is the interlude in the middle seven minutes in heaven and the very weird one Jules. um Jules is a very weird one it was like a lot more like out of like my like experience level I like I was, it was way out of my punching belt when I first started writing it um it's gone through eight very different versions like on my computer and um the synthy sound I was just so obsessed with designing my own like synths and like just nerdy production stuff um and a lot of the samples like at the end are actually from like SkyTrain stations like I went with like my phone and like the voice memos, and I recorded like you know when like you're the comp like the machine is like oh transaction is about to expire like that bleeping like noise that's like one of the main sounds in the outro of that song, so the production was very fun to to deal with um, dealt with lots of uh, technical stuff but it was a, a very fun thing to do like technically
0: All right. yeah. yeah I'm talking about collaborators uh, you mentioned breakfast. Uh, which you actually have a video coming out for? Um, and, you, and on that track you have uh, Frederick Banto, can you maybe talk about how, how that uh, collaboration started and then talk about that music video a little bit?
4: Yeah, um, Breakfast is the first track on the project. Very fun one. So right when we got like COVID restrictions like lifted like a little bit, uh, I ran a session with Colon, who produced the track, recorded it. A, different, a completely different person was on the feature of that song. Months go by, and I just go, no, this, this doesn't work. The, the feature just, like, sometimes, like, it's a good performance. It's a good verse, but it just didn't work with the entire, like, like the rest of the project, right? And uh, I ended up organizing and being a part of, like, a live stream concert in November that streamed from, like, New Zenith, not Garden, New Zenith Cafe um, in, like, East Fam. Um, And when we were streaming it, um, Kalyan, who again, cool dude, friend, he picked a lot of the lineup and a lot of the lineup were people I wasn't exactly friends with, but I like had heard their music before. And Frederick Banto, I had worked with accidentally one time on a song that's never coming out. Like I recorded a verse for it, I'd heard his verse, but uh, I just had never met him. And i was just like, "Hmm." I wonder, and he like, he ended up like playing that live stream show. And I played "Breakfast" without the feature. It was just like a like very short, condensed version of the song, like two minutes long. And he goes, "Hey, let's work together. That song's amazing. You need a feature for it." And then that's kind of how his verse ended up being on there. Even and it makes it so much better. Like it was missing that like that little bit of like spice. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, music video was a whole other doozy um it's not out it should be out I think by the time like this is uh like broadcasting to your ears but it took like a couple I feel like it took a couple months to edit um directed by the wonderful Wim, um Kwok and she uh took on the project no budget no money it looks amazing and it was recorded with just like a couple crew members that volunteered their time
0: yeah it it, like i'm excited for the song the song slaps and uh yeah the the music video premieres on april 26th uh that's featuring frederick banto so let's without further ado let's throw to it this is breakfast by uh, Hailu, and you're listening to it on the vancouver mixtape Like, I really need All right, we're back on the Vancouver mixtape. Uh, Jamie here. I'm here with Hallelujah, Hailu. Uh That was Breakfast featuring Frederick Banto. Uh, the video for that, of course, coming out on April 26th. Now, let's, let's talk about the big old elephant in the room, which is COVID. Um, and how that affect like oh, interesting time to like really kind of kick off your your career as a musician. <laughs>
4: yeah, very very interesting. Um, it's been very weird because of course it'd be like a lot more like live performance opportunity. If anything, that's what hurts the most because I'm a, I'm a huge concert lover and performer. But if anything, it's just it's just forced me to get a lot more creative with how to get myself out there and like notably at least with my EP I've had like a lot of time to think about um how I wanted to like make like a video announcing it. like I made a fake serial ad and I spent so much time doing it because I wasn't allowed to go hang out with people for a while um the writing for the EP it like most of it was done like through discord or zoom and one like one day recording with another person everything else was like Recorded in my bedroom with mostly uh, a KSM 37, which is a pink mic like, that I stolen from my school for like half the year. Uh, my teacher was not happy, like the amount of time I had it. Um, and like a lot of the songs, like I feel like uh, with songwriting, some songs take like forever to finish, like Jules took so long, so many drafts, but other songs, like Float, it took. I think that song was written within a weekend. Like, I just was so like, I had everything just, it just went bop, bop, bop. So, with COVID, although like it's locked a lot of doors, you know, it's opened a window like that I've had to break open and like, you know, like <laughs> i had to be a lot more creative.
0: Now, now like, oh. Were a lot of these songs, all these songs, were they created during lockdown? Or were you, you mentioned it took a long time for a lot of them. Like, is that, did you have some that you had started before and the final versions fleshed out through COVID or?
4: So um, the idea for Jules, like, I feel like I'll like write kind of a song that's similar to what I want to be the final project. Like, I think the the first draft of the song was like, I played it on guitar and I was like, and I'll put it down in a notebook and I'll go I'll come back to this and it'll morph into like what ends up being the final song but besides that one everything was written past March 2020 like everything like since that like that one like Friday like before everything really got shut down like everything was past that weekend at least
0: Yeah, and I guess I guess you'd mentioned that before with like how you've developed into more of a storyteller versus like getting into the the really, really personal stuff um and, and elaborating on that. Um now what what are the next steps then? Like do you are you planning on just in, in lieu of shows, just like constant releases, or are you gonna milk this a little bit and like do some of the online streaming shows? What what else do you have coming up?
4: Well, um, I feel like, okay, in in the game of like, if I want to be like a cool Spotify streaming person, I'm going to have to put out like a bunch of singles. But I'm very anti that because it it just causes so much burnout to be like, I have to put out a song in eight weeks. So the Spotify algorithm puts me on a playlist and so I can make money, which you don't. You don't make money from streaming. Like, Like you make no money from streaming. So I think like for a while I'm gonna be in this '80s inspired, dreamy greetings and salutations themed era. A lot more tricks up my sleeve post release. Very many. This is the first music video that's coming out, um, and uh, there's a live stream show which I'll mention, but I'm not like it's not announced yet, which is gonna be very cool and lots of people are a part of. So yeah, that's that's what we're gonna be doing for a while.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose I should be a little sheepish. You, you just, you literally on, it was April 23rd, you released Greetings and Salutations. <laughs> you're like, you're like debut record. Uh, I have a video on Monday and I'm like, okay, well, what's next? Like, what, what are you going to do next? But how, how's the, uh, how's, how's the response been to the record? Like, you, you put it out there with some hype behind it. Um, what what have people, like, have people been listening, giving lots of positive feedback?
4: I'm surprised that like like pre-release like I remember like making like a bunch of bets within like me and the people who like worked on it being like what is what song is going to be like most well received what song do you think is going to have like most streams first week there's a lot of like arguing back and forth but it's like doing a lot better in like weirder ways I think um I think the the weirdest thing is I don't know why the interlude is doing so well like I don't know why people really like that interlude I think it's a cute little interlude I was just like I wrote it and I was just like this is cute it's not gonna be a whole song it's just gonna be in the middle it's gonna be an interlude it's people really like it and Jules which I've mentioned a million times just because it does not really fall within the same commercial category like it's kind of just it has no drums like weird huge pauses like very weird like people really like that song because i feel like out of anything like i think that one's the most like introspective like self-reflective and i think i'm lying the least in that song like um I, i mentioned the creative line this ep although like i had to pretend i was going outside and hanging out with people and i was having all these interactions that i wrote about um that song and float i feel like are the truest to things that have happened in my life that I've reflected onto on on music.
0: Based on, 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 like though, maybe those habits that you've noticed, or um, maybe even uh, just in the cross process of creating this album, um, we talked about things that you've learned in the past year leading up to it. What have you learned from this process just in the last little bit um, that maybe you'll, you'll work on for future projects or just like, you've noticed in terms of your development of an artist over the last little bit in terms of promoting this album
4: so I think I I learned a crap ton I I put out like another single Buttercup in like January completely not the plan it was very spontaneous but uh, I learned a little bit like oh like maybe I should like give myself a little bit of like lead time like before I release it because I had a habit of like I'm going to submit this to streaming services three weeks before i wanted to come out and then like figure out everything as i go um but with this i gave myself a crap ton of like a lead time from when everything was done to sit down and create a visual story is the the term i think a lot of music people use now like i sat down and i was like what do i want people to like what pictures do i want people to see like what vibe? do you want people to get like visually from everything like uh as the ep rolls out and time goes on like you're gonna see like these cool photoshops i did of like magazine covers and you're gonna see one more music video which i'm very excited about you're gonna see all of these like different things little tiny things that i thought a lot about to create like a visual story to go around uh, go along with the thematic concepts and vibes of the entire project um yeah and I think if anything like I've also just learned how to take good criticism like out of this entire project like I took like like a lot of like wow this sucks and then going home and then working on everything make you until I get like a project that's definitively like something that I'm proud of right
0: What's that's like? All you can do really is just like constantly allow yourself to develop off of off of things that you've like. I don't know how however harsh you are on yourself or the the criticism that you receive from others. So like it, to learn those things uh, early on in in your career is kind of vital. Um, and and yeah, it's oh, I can't help but be excited for for things that you've done that you're gonna do in the future. And I'm excited that there is this. Badass record that now exists online that I can listen to at my own free will. So, Now, you you also host a show on CJSF uh, called Vibe Check Radio. Do you want to just talk a little bit about that before before, uh, we call it a day
4: here? Oh, yeah, of course. Vibe Check, uh, Tuesdays through to 4. It's a show hosted by some buddies. Uh, We started last year pre-COVID the great days uh, when we could go into the the studio uh, and bring people in. And uh, initially it was two different shows called The Uncovered and Vibe Check. And we were like running on like a rotating schedule. And uh, our show, like my show that like Vibe Check like overtook it eventually, um, it was very interview based. And the entire thing was like youth culture, youth music. Like we talked a lot about the music that we made. And what we learned, a lot of the mistakes we made, we interviewed lots of people that we just liked. Um, Eventually, we combined with Uncovered. So current lineup is me, Kalyan, and um, Hun, And casually, uh, our friend Lisa, or Sahadi is her music um, name. Um, Recently, it's been uh, interviews with just, like, people, again, mostly based in Vancouver, cool music people. And, again, lots of shows of just, like, Hey guys, I I learned this thing while making music. Like, there's a whole episode talking about what, like, every single mistake I think I made during the rollout of Capital Hill was just completely just like, this is every th- single thing I did, so you don't have to do it. Um, it's super weird realizing people listen to our show and like take stuff out of it, but uh, it's a very fun thing that we've been doing, and you should totally check out.
0: That's vibe check radio. That's Tuesdays at 3 PM on CJSF 90.1 FM. Make sure you go listen. Um, but you should also listen to Halloween's record greetings and salutation. Where can we find it?
4: It's everywhere. You can find it on every streaming service. You could possibly think of. we got the Spotify's the Apple music, the iTunes. I I think Google play might've been retired. We got Amazon title. If you really like high five streaming, I guess, um, also, Bandcamp because, of course, you can directly support my uh, future endeavors there, and SoundCloud. Um, I don't know any many people that use SoundCloud, but I know SoundCloud is super cool, it's where all the cool kids listen to music. Um, I'm out of streaming services, but even if you if you really if you really like the EP, you can make a TikTok dance uh, and post it on there because the music is on TikTok. <laughs>
0: and that's how you do it now apparently is you go that's you go, how you make a that's,
4: career that's how you make a
0: career i don't know if they've got that creator fund for for uh not in canada not, i'm not in canada. Dime
4: off my TikTok. <laughs> uh,
0: well go to Bandcamp. give hallelujah all your money um and like buy and listen to this record because it's it's outstanding music video comes out tomorrow uh, it's april 26th hallelujah it's been an absolute treat thank you for coming on the show today
4: thank you for having me
0: Cool. We'll talk later. Take it easy. Now let's cut to the aforementioned Jules. You're listening to it on the Vancouver Mixtape here on CJSF 90.1 FM.
3: Just <laughs> be
0: That was Jewels by Hallelujah High Lou. You are listening to it on the Vancouver Mixtape. We're going to close things out here tonight with a little bit of a uh, somewhat different vibe. Uh, we're going to jump into the brand new single by Bloom 604. This song is uh, is Hospital Exhaustion. It's coming off the self-titled debut, which is out on April 30th, uh, and features one of the show favorites, El Silvia, on vocals and lyrics. As well. So here it is, uh, the latest single from uh, Bloom 604. You listen to it on the Vancouver mixtape. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, see you later. Shattered prism, prism. a glass broken friend. Love at first sight.
1: I watch that haunt my steps Again, again and again Between the trails of life
2: I watch that spirit haunt my steps Again, again and again Between the trails of life I set the trick through the place Between the trails of life Freedom and isolation Everything is real and nothing is safe Except the trickle in a Between the trails of life Freedom and
1: not so Everything is real and nothing is safe hey.